Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. Can, can you hear me okay? Yeah can, you hear, yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Nice. Good. Good. <laughs> Sorry, my... um. Yeah, I don't know why my uh, Zoom app must be outdated. I had to go through Safari, which is weird. I feel like you're you're brighter than me. Is my thing too dark? Uh, no, you're good. You're good. It's just okay. I've got like two big windows here. Oh, gotcha. With the light this coming. Is u- usually in my house where I do such things, but on yours it looks darker. So yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah. No, do you, do you ever do you ever age? Cut it out. You, Dude, look at that hair. It's glorious. Bro, look at this beard, man. I'm starting to grow a beard now. <laughs> See, I shaved, I shaved for you today. I shaved for you, so, yeah. Love it, yeah. man. Hey, yeah. so good to see that shirt again. It's been a while yes. since I've seen that shirt. Dude, I, I need to come back. I need to come back. I you talk about New Zealand all the time. I need to go back. You definitely do. It's quite funny. Um, You know, before we get into this, the people yeah. that will be watching this, Chad actually met my dad before he met me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I never, yeah, I never forget in the Netherlands and uh, it just shows you what tennis is such a small world and we yeah. are really all connected, yeah. you know, and for the love of the game, we really are. And I'm actually not yeah. surprised that you met my dad because if you, if you just say hello to my dad, he's got you there for an hour talking. Well, yeah. And I'm the same way. And then, and then you're in the Netherlands where you just hear someone speaking English and you're like, Hey, we're buddies now. And we went out to lunch and, and we had a great time and geez, yeah. it doesn't seem that long ago, but I guess it was, but it was like yeah, he's five, a great six years ago. Yeah. It was for probably six years ago. Yeah. 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 I remember my dad yeah. called me and he's like, Hey, I'm right. I met this college coach is going to be in touch. And I was like, okay. And then yeah. then yeah. I got hold, got hold of you. And next thing you're in New Zealand doing a showcase with me. Yeah, and if you remember, you had a couple canceled coaches, and I landed I in did. Australia, and you were like freaking out. I was yeah. like, "Dude, we're gonna get this." You and I felt like it was it was a great. I, I enjoyed every minute of it, and That's and right. uh, it, it, it was a great time. So yeah, we, yeah had, time's flying by. We had two coaches, so we had three coaches coming over. Two of them canceled within about ten hours off their flights, leaving America two freak accidents that had happened and yeah you stepped in and absolutely delivered so i mean yeah, yeah. what what i love about you chad is that not only you're my boy you're my man yeah but um, yeah <laughs> I, I like the fact that you wear your heart on your sleeve and you love educating kids about the college system and the amount of value that those athletes walked away from that showcase that we did in wellington you know four years ago was amazing they they loved it they still talk about it today so well, that's, that's great to hear because I think there's so much misinformation or just lack of knowledge out yeah. there about college tennis and, and divisions and, and, and everything. And, and it's one thing for a kid to make a decision. It's another thing when you, you really want to make sure him or her have the best informed decision possible. So people like you that are running the, the agencies you guys do, I mean, you're, you're probably more important now than ever before with, with everything going on. So. It's tough. I mean, we're, I'm excited about this chat because uh, I know we're going to get into the nitty gritty stuff of the the divisions and the, some of the rules that have happened in the last sort of, you know, 10 months, which has completely changed the landscape of the college system. And yeah, I'm not sure I have all the answers because we're all just <laughs> learning as we go, man. Yeah. Like We're just learning as we go. So yeah. I'll do my best for you. Cool. Well, I mean, Chad, yeah. thank you so much. 
to everyone that's watching this, Coach Camper, head women's tennis coach at Chattanooga, Tennessee, an amazing Division One college. Very successful, very strong program. They've got great facilities as well, which we're going to get into a little bit later. But let's start from the beginning. How did you get into tennis yourself? You did play college, correct? Yes. Actually, I was high school uh, quarterback. That was always the dream in American football, that is. And uh, about turned 14 and got into playing at tennis and just loved it. And I think I think a little bit my dad taught me basketball, baseball, and American football, but dad didn't know anything about tennis. And I think it was something I could do and, and kind of be my own thing. And But yeah, I played, uh, had a great career at Wright State University and, and, and just loved my experience. And I was a victim of Title IX. I mean, I had signed to University of Cincinnati. They had dropped men's tennis due to Title IX. And wow. so I had, I walked on to Wright State and it worked out for me. It worked great for me. But some of the other people that had signed along with me didn't, didn't, weren't as fortunate as I was, went to end up not going to schools or, or different things. And, but loved my time. And I feel like, that's kind of my goal is every player on my team to have as good, if not better experience than I had, if they can walk out after four years and, and have what I had or even better, man, that that's a win. Amazing. And I mean, you had such an amazing career at Wright State, you know, you broke school records, you won a lot of matches. Um, what was the sort of deciding point when you're like, actually, I want to become a coach. Yeah, I, I think I getting everything you wanted and then realizing it's not what you want would be my premise to that question is I uh, played futures for a few years, never got an ATP point, had a blast doing it, uh, went back, started my own logistics trucking company, which is very not, you know, uh, but it's kind of how I am like a blue collar guy. And, uh, but did that, uh, did well financially, uh, you know, got married, ha had a couple kids and man, just wasn't what I thought it would be. I thought money kind of was going to fix everything and, and it was going to be ends of everything. And I started becoming someone I didn't really want to become broken promises and, and stuff. And just, man, I, um, I just remember finally making that decision. You know, I, I got into coaching, but to really, this is something I really want to do. And my wife, God bless her. She's like, I've never seen you as happy as you are when you're coaching. So I just ran, but I told her, I warned her. I said, listen, Tennis has a way of taking you places you never thought you'd go. So then we end up moving to Louisiana and then to now Chattanooga. And of course I got to go hang out with you in New Zealand. So it takes you are. places you never thought you'd go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I still need to take you to some of the rugby games. We did miss those in New Zealand with the season when you came over, but you know, we need to get you back here again. And you know, there's a lot, a lot of kids that we're working with that would be love to hear you talk again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and sometimes people might hear this and go, well, he's the women's coach and he's going to come over to New Zealand and he's only going to talk to the girls. And, and it's like, no, that's not true. Like I'm there to really help everyone. It, it, maybe that particular player wouldn't play at my university. I want to make sure him or her has a great experience no matter where they go in the, you know, the college system. Yeah, you were taking notes on all the, all the players, both men and women at all levels. And I, I saw you there taking notes at the tennis center because a lot of coaches knew you were in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, it was it was exciting time. And I mean, a lot of those kids that, that you were able to help find schools for, I mean, they still keep in touch with me and yeah. I follow their career a little bit. What's funny is they were just little kids when I saw them and now they're all like big, you know, tall. I don't know what you guys are feeding them in New Zealand, but they're all tall, muscular kids yeah. now and stuff. So I enjoy following their careers again, even though they're not my players to see them have a great college career. That, that, that was really nice. Absolutely. So tell us about Chattanooga, Tennessee, the women's program. You've got quite an international roster, don't you? 
Yeah. So about half and half, you know, is, is what I shoot for. I, I think having the internationals is, is delightful to learn different things. Obviously some internationals come in with a little more experience, a little more match play behind them than maybe some of the American kids, but, but, but they also don't always understand the team aspect, you know, so where Americans may have a little better grasp on that, but yeah, you know, we have you know, six courts that are actually just turned four years old a couple of days ago. And yep. And then we're getting them resurface next year and windscreens and all that stuff. We have a very supportive athletic department, which, you know, Amazing. we're just so thankful and blessed to have, but, you know, I mean, I could talk about wins and losses and, and, you know, being nationally ranked of course the year of COVID, right. We get nationally yeah. ranked, but it's like, um, it's just really having that experience and having those young ladies doing well in the classroom and, and having a great experience on the court and, I feel like this last season, we actually had a 3.77 GPA. Wow. They didn't get it from me, man. Yeah, I, I like to say that, you know, they didn't get it from me. And uh, But that was the highest in the athletic department. And yeah. um, so I was real proud of them. And I have girls cool. that are graduating and doing well in real life. So, I mean, we're really proud of them. That's amazing. In terms of, like, athletic facilities, there's people here that um, know about your program but haven't had the opportunity to visit your program or have a good look at what kind of facilities that your athletes get access to could you kind of walk us through what a girl would get if they came to your program yeah well one good thing is even though we tend to be warmer you can tell by my red face here on the zoom call <laughs> but like it's, it's summer over here now but yeah. you know if we get rain like this morning uh we had rain so we, we had to go inside to our, an indoor facility right across the street well, then it dried up a little bit, and I have a player playing on a, a clay court um, tournament this weekend here in the state. So me and her hit on the clay. So we have plenty of indoor. We have outdoor clay, obviously our own outdoor hard court. So we don't miss a beat. You know, we have a great strength and conditioning program. Um, we stay a little bit out of the weight room. We do a lot of body weight and yeah. and stuff like that. But it's nice to have coaches. They get tired of me yelling at them all the time. So it's nice to have a strength coach that kind of can run them and do some things and and really – it was four years fly by and, and really to build those players to be the best they can be. So when it's over, they feel like they did everything they could. And I feel like that's really helped us be successful, uh, you know, here in college tennis. In terms of like, what would your day look like at Chattanooga, Tennessee? Have you got like a set schedule put in place for all your girls? Do they do everything together? Like, do they do weight sessions together or do they have it kind of structured a bit differently? Yeah, I like, you know, one thing I think, I don't care if you're from New Zealand, Argentina, or United States, there's nothing more boring than when a junior player goes to practice and knows exactly what's happening. So I do all I can to not do that. So uh, Tuesday, Thursdays, like we have weight training 7 to 8 a.m., but maybe Monday it's just, you know, that particular young lady and one other player. And then Tuesdays, maybe that lady and three players and Wednesdays, maybe the whole team. And then Thursdays, just me and her. So I really try to mix it up, different yeah. people coming in. Obviously, when I have the whole team, I might do more double stuff. Um, so just, I really like my players to come in and not really know what to expect. I think that keeps them on their toes. And I had a practice this year where I let them make the practice. I thought they would love that, you know, to come yeah, out with a yeah. piece of paper. And they were like, coach, it was actually boring. I was like, well, you made the practice. They're like, yeah, but we like no, not knowing what's going on. So I, I really cherish that, that comment from my players. Awesome. And if a player says, coach, I'm struggling on – my wide forehand or my inside in forehand, do you go take them with a basket of balls and just do privates whenever they want or? 
Yeah, we can either do an additional private within the week. I call it individuals or just sometimes just 15 minutes after practice or sometimes I already know they're struggling with that. So it's kind of already built in the practice. Maybe I have five at practice that day and everyone kind of gets a mini session with me while there's other stuff going on. So it just, just depends on the situation and depends on the player. You know, some girls can kind of just hit a few and go, okay, feel better now. It's like, all right, sweet. And other ones want a little more time. So when, you know, I had nine players last year, I looked to have probably 11 this coming year, like trying to, trying to coach each player, the, what they need, that's the challenge. And, and that's, that's what makes this job so fun. You must have a wide range of individuals, obviously a group of great girls, but some of them are a little bit more out there and outspoken than others. Some are a bit more extroverted and introverted, et cetera. College tennis is so fiery. You know, there's a lot of passion that's yeah. left on the court. How do you help the girls that are a little bit more introverted, that are not that comfortable expressing themselves emotionally on the court? You know, do you, because obviously you're standing on the court during those matches. How do they adjust to that environment? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I don't think I've ever been asked that in 10 years of coaching, but I, I would say one, I, I'm, as you can tell by the Zoom call, I can talk. I feel like I keep a pretty good line of communication. And I would say this, I don't say this arrogantly, and I really think every coach in the country would agree with me. If I had my roster on a piece of paper and I can tell by the way they walk into the practice facility, what kind of practice they're going to have. Good, bad. I can tell by the way they say hello to me. You get to the way if they say hello to me. So if like, if I can really see that, then I kind of know, Hey, that player is already struggling with something, but you take them alone. Hey, you got a minute after practice. We shoot the breeze. And I mean, I don't tell them who to date or anything like that intimate, but just keeping an eye on them, knowing they're doing well in school and, and keeping an eye on their day to day. I think that lets them be a little more open. Uh, but also, you know, it's a team sport, but it's an individual sport. So if you have a girl that's you know really struggling and she's a little nervous about saying something, the fear of not making the lineup will usually motivate them to say something. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, in terms of the mental strength that athletes need to have when they're playing, obviously you're in a away game, you're at a different venue, you're playing at another university and they've got their own supporters, a player hits a double fault, people are going to clap, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. College tennis is very different. You know, I tell people I'm a college coach. They think it's Wimbledon and everybody in the whites are clapping. <laughs> it's like college tennis is crazy on the men's side. It's even crazier than the women's side, but they get, I have one girl that likes being cheered against. She likes being a bad guy, which is, I haven't had a lot of that in my career. I have a girl on my team like right that. now. That's like, yeah. She's like, well, you want to cheer against me? All of a sudden she's cracking winners and pumping the fist, but um, <laughs> they're all there for each other. You know? So even though you may have some fans or you feel like, it's like you have girls that aren't in the lineup that are cheering. You have girls on the court and obviously I'm doing my best to keep them up, up B, but also that's this little testimony of what it's like and how, and how to be successful in the real world. Right. Like every, it's every day, it's every day. Like you, it, it's not that you can't have bad days, but it's like, you got to give me everything you got every day. And one yeah. thing I tell my players, especially my international players is they get the full scholarship, the clothes, the shoes. They're like, wow. I'm like, comes at a price. And the price is everything you got all the time. I didn't say you had to win all the time. I didn't say that. I said, you have to give me all you got all the time. And I think if you just do that day in and day out, I'm still trying to instill that day in and day out. Then when you're playing in those matches that are battles, it's like competition, hard work, and being tough just comes natural. And I guess as well that you, you want them to give what they have, not just in the tennis side, but academically, right? Academics is super important for you. Do you get access to 
there like grades from the from the from the academic staff? Do you get access? To yeah, that? about about every couple of weeks, I get a report of their grades. I mean, again, we had a three point seven seven last semester, yeah, and so that thing is I, now one thing i say when i'm recruiting is um, i guess i'm letting some of my secrets out in this zoom it's late at night here in america so i'm just letting it all hang out but it's like is that if i make you know if i make a player the greatest player to ever play college tennis but she doesn't do well in school and she doesn't pick the major she wants and she's unsuccessfully academically then i failed then i failed so it's like how, what and and then some women think well i need academics to be so much higher than tennis it's like no they can be the same like I can be a good husband and be a good father. Like I don't have to pick one. And I think that's one thing as the girls get a little bit older, that's really important to press that you can be good at both and you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. I love you have to sacrifice the social life. You got to sacrifice the social life, but you can't <laughs> sacrifice the academic, you know, and yep. uh, academic and, and, and tennis. So I think that's an important thing that you raised there, the social life. People think that I'm going to the States, I'm going away from mom and dad. I get to, I'm not going to be watched like a hawk all the time. Well, actually you are like you are there. Um, you're representing the college and it's, it's a business deal. You know, you're, you're giving yeah. your time to a college program and in return, they're giving you scholarship. If you don't give that time to that college program, that scholarship can go. Yeah. And I think one thing it's hard to tell any 18 year old is it's not about you anymore. And like, for instance, I have this Chattanooga tennis shirt on right now. Like I can't go get in a fight at a restaurant tonight with a shirt on, right? Because I represent the school. And then if I did that tonight after we're done the Zoom call, I represent you and yeah. your company in this interview. And it's like, yeah. you represent the university, you represent your team. You know, say I have a player from New Zealand on my team. They're my, the whole community, they may only meet one person from New Zealand their entire life. You represent an entire country. And they just look at you like, oh, my goodness. It's like, yes. Yeah, so when you decide to do something, you're representing so many different people. And, yeah. and again, it, it's, it's an amazing experience, but it comes at a price. And some of that is like you're not going to be able to just party and let it all hang out because it, yeah. it, coach hears it all, man. <laughs> a few <laughs> things slip by me. So I was, yeah. I was actually – I've got a girl that's going to the States. I won't name the university, but I've got a girl going to the States this week, and the coach was like – if she does anything, you know, I know everything that happens over here. I got my yeah. way. I would know if she's been to a party. I know if she's yeah. got passes, you know, there's so much. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the athlete is reporting to you, but you got to report up to administration, right? You're yeah, paid. that's what, one thing that makes college tennis a, a ver, really interesting. And I'll just use, you know, let's take any sport. Let's take basketball. It's like you take someone growing up in basketball, they always have a coach, right? And they kind of work for the coach. And like, then you go to college and it's the same thing right but tennis it's like i pay a pro to teach me and feed me balls the pro works for me so they go from 14 years old to 18 years old where they pay a tennis pro to teach them and then they come to college and it's like now it's flipped like that's player you work for me i don't i don't work for you and that takes players a little bit of a time to kind of adjust and it sounds like i'm being mean tonight i'm really not it's just yeah, like that's, that's a different reality. kind of that's a that's a different kind of relationship and yeah. listen i'm all for social life and, and i'm all for it's just picking your spots and being balanced and if i can have a really well balanced young lady that woman's probably more apt to win matches than someone that only studies and plays tennis or only plays tennis. Like you give me anyone in in the business world or anything, if they're well balanced, that that's the key to success. hundred um, percent. Let's talk a little bit about how tough it is at the moment for student athletes to get scholarships. You know, we've, we've discussed this over the phone, but um, the fifth year, 
is yeah. is a big curveball that the NCAA have thrown. Uh, I have never spoken about this with a college coach on, on okay. a webinar or a podcast or anything. So it's okay. great to discuss it with you. Can you tell us a little bit about what the fifth year is and how has that impacted recruiting for yourself? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm just going to state my opinion, and I don't want to speak for every college coach right. in every college sport, but I just give yeah. you my opinion. Yeah, you know, when the NCAA, with COVID happened and the NCAA came out, so we're giving everyone another year of eligibility, it sounded like they were the great saviors. What we actually did was really hurt the next four years of recruiting classes, yeah. right? Because what happened was, like, for instance, let's just say, let's just talk tennis because that's what we're doing. Yeah. If you have three seniors every year and you and only one stays, just one out of the three, and if every school in the country did that or average, that's 33%, 33% of kids would not get scholarships. And what that does is, you know, it kind of knocks everyone down. And then people start, people that would have went to this school end up going to this school and people that went to this school and that knocks it. So you have 33% people getting scholarships. Now they might walk on in America, but like, that's a big deal. I mean, I have friends of mine that are college coaches that are done recruiting for years. And even myself, I need one for fall 2022 and one for fall 2023. That never happens. I always need two or three. And you get kids that are that are staying, and that's less opportunities. Yeah. And as we talked on the phone, especially on the men's side, it's yeah. never a more important time to have good academics than now. There's never – and now, listen, not everyone's a 4.0 student. I get that. But, like, do your best. You could get academic aid or just to show yourself that you're that good academic. But – yeah, for the next really three years now, it's going to be it's going to be difficult, more difficult to get scholarships. So I think one excuse that I get in letters, I'm just on a rant here, if you don't mind, buddy, is I'm that someone will say, "This is my hi, I'm blank and blank, and I, you know I'm looking to play college tennis. I haven't been able to play a lot of tournaments because of finances or not so much COVID, but it's like you better find a way to get some results. It's like that's not a good excuse." It's like now with COVID, I understand. Man, go play on a club team. Go play somebody and put it on a set, like you know, and like send that set to a coach and let him yeah. watch that because tuck it up on like, YouTube or something. Yeah, if I'm gonna give you a full ride, I gotta know more about you than you know. Sorry, your family doesn't have the finances, or sorry that you know COVID or whatever. It's like I, I gotta know, man. And like I think that's something that I hope your listeners will hear today because I think that's important. The way that I've also been explaining it to to my athletes is like we're right now trying to buy a house in a crazy property market. We're trying to buy mm -hmm. a house where there's limited supply in houses, and yeah. there's a bunch of people wanting to buy, and That's not right. everyone is going to buy a house. And if you do, you're going to have to have a pretty good um, bank account. <laughs> yeah, and I also that. in ten years of college coaching, I have never once had a student athlete come play for me and go this college tennis is pretty easy. Never once, every single time, Slovakia, you know, anywhere in Spain, Europe, South America, Americans, every single one go, this is rough. This is tough. I had a, I had a guy, he's coached men as well. He won six, two, six, two. And he was like, that's, that's the hardest two and two match. I could have lost that. And it's like, yeah, man, it's, it's like fine. really, yeah. it's really competitive. And um, so his coach is like, we, we, that's why we want to know as much, you know, information as we can. Absolutely. And, you know, just to elaborate a little bit more on the analogy I just gave about that housing market, the way that it's challenging now in college tennis is, as Chad said, 
you know, with seniors getting an extra year, that's 33% of scholarships gone. So basically you have got a decrease in college opportunities, but still you've got an increase in supply of athletes. So for coaches at the moment, you guys can like, you got a lot of athletes to pick from, but for athletes that want to go to the States, you know, instead of a coach looking at maybe 10 suitable candidates for their team, they've got 40 to pick from. Yeah, no, it's actually I say great for coaches and what I, what I, what I'm not saying is that I like it. I'm just saying yeah. as, as, as a coach is like, you have the portal where people can transfer. It's like shopping, you know, it's like, ah, oh, blank and blank came on the portal. And it's just, so there's all these opportunities and you're yeah. right, just supply and demand. And now I have all these kids that I can pick from and I can be choosier. Another way to look at it is when kids would come play college tennis, once they signed and got here, it's kind of hard if they weren't what you thought they were playing it's, you know, you, you probably, it's not great to get rid of them or, or they, they would transfer and stuff. It's like, now you want to stay a fifth year. It's like, now you have to earn it. So coaches have all this power that they used to not yeah. really have. And uh, you know, which again is great as a coach, but I think one of my advice to a lot of the people that are listening now is like, they're like, well, I'm going division one or I'm not playing. It's like, no, man, there's division two, there's NAI, there's great opportunities out there. And there's great division two schools. And, and you think, well, I don't want to go somewhere and play one. You go somewhere and play one. If, if you do, which happens in 10 years, I've had it happen twice. Like it, it doesn't happen. And if it happens, playing one is the hardest job in America. So like, you're not going to go in and just crush everybody. It's like, you're going to get a great experience from it. And you think, well, you don't know me. You don't know my playing ability. It's like, listen, man, like I, I've traveled, I've been there. I don't know at all, but it's like, you're not going to come to America, play number one at some division two school and win O and O and go, this is terrible. You're going to have a great experience and you're probably not going to play number one. Sorry about my rant, brother. No, I love this yeah. because yeah. I actually had um, an athlete last year, March, join us. He's a good friend of my younger brother. His name is Paul Jubb and he was an NCAA yeah. division one, uh, number one ranked player last year. He went to USC and yeah. when he was at South Carolina, um, I asked him, I said, listen, you just, you're number one in the team. You have won the NCAA Division I Men's Tennis National Championship. You've earned a wild card into Wimbledon. He is under the British umbrella. He's now signed with Andy Murray's label. I said, did you, was it always like, were you always number one? He said, no, man, I, I was number seven. I still yeah. grind fresh and freshman year. I grinded my ass off until I earned yeah. that spot. And it wasn't until the last couple of years where I was knocking on that door and I got that opportunity. So, yeah, 100% agree with you there, Chad. I think that you've yeah. absolutely nailed that. And in yeah. terms of like, you know, buying a house and having a bigger bank account, the way that that would sort of correlate to the college system is by having a lot of matches and credible yeah. matches. And if you don't have any matches, putting credible video footage up on YouTube where you're, it's not yeah. a highlight reel, it's unedited, where coaches can actually believe your ability. I think that's quite important these days. Yeah. And if you play a college player, like, you know, if you're yeah. Susie and you played Betty and Betty's in America and you beat her four and four, it's like, okay, now I got a little bit of an idea. Maybe there was yeah. some national winter tournament in you know, New Zealand. It's like, now I can get a better gauge. But yeah. another thing I think my advice to some of your listeners would be, it's like they email a coach and then they're like, well, I never heard back. It's like, stay on it. I, I think in 10 years I have been bothered by a player maybe three times. Where I'm like, all right, dude, or lady, you're driving me nuts with the emails. Like, uh, even though I don't, eventually I'll say, listen, you know, 
if it's someone I don't want. Thank you so much for the email. I wish you good luck. I'm looking at some other directions, but Maybe don't shoot a coach yeah. one email and then just be like, well, I guess him or her doesn't want me. It's like, no, stay on it. Stay. I, yeah. I, I like it. I want you to run to come to Chattanooga. Like if someone's that excited, I might take another look at him. You never know. Building a relationship, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, and we talked about tennis being a small world. Like you just yeah. never know. Like yeah. maybe she g- goes to another school and then ends up transferring to me. Like you just don't know, ever yeah. know what will happen. So, yeah. You never know what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I, I was on another talk just before this with the University of Washington um, women's golf. And the coach also came to New Zealand. She's an amazing person. And we're talking about this, about, you know, she came to New Zealand and she said, even if I am not allowed to respond to emails because they're too young, we still right. see those emails come in sometimes. And if you keep sending us email that names that keep popping in and you're just updating yeah. us what's going on, we're going to bite onto that eventually. I had the Pepperdine coach say the exact same thing this morning. Mm. You know, the coach, um, yeah. coach Adam at Pepperdine said to me that there was a young man that they, they took a, uh, a bit of a nudge on. They, they weren't too sure about him, but he just kept on being persistent, kept on sending yeah. a lot of messages updates and eventually they signed them and it's been one of the best signings that they've had yeah i mean i you know i say if they want to bleed chattanooga like they just that they are all in like you can give me like i have a young lady on my team that you know didn't come in maybe with the best results but like I mean, she's in it and when you see have somebody all in all of a sudden it, that's hard to be you know it's like if you play a grinder they just don't miss it's like yeah. hard to coach against someone with heart someone it's really hard to coach against someone that wants to stay out there and if i i feel like you got a lot of players that can just hit big. Like, give me somebody that's willing to die out there for their team. Like, man, I'll, I'll sign that girl any day. It's like, yeah, but her UTR is low. It's like, yeah, she's just willing to die out there, man. Like, not physically, of course, but, like, she's going to go out there and give me everything she's got. That That's impressive, so. I tell you what, mate, if you sign a New Zealander, you'll never be disappointed. Yeah, no, I just want to hear the accent. I think that would be one of my my big reasons. So yeah. I remember talking to you and you're like, can you say that again? And I was like, I yeah. said it, but you just couldn't understand what I was saying. And I was like, damn, we actually do have pretty thick accents here. Yeah, I actually didn't understand anything when I was over there. About Actually, one <laughs> of the moms came up and talked to me and I think I needed someone to like, um, kind of like translate it for me. I was a little blown away. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We've, we've spoken a little bit about recruits and what the expectations are. What are some red flags for you? I think so, I said this when I was in New Zealand is yeah. uh, social media. <laughs> yes. Social media. Like I know, listen, I know I'm old, I'm 41 and, and, and boys and girls are, it's 2021, but it's like, if you're willing to put some of that stuff out there, that, that makes me nervous. You're like, well, you know, you don't understand. I'm a really good person. I just like, it's like, it's a lot of money to put into someone that thinks that's appropriate to put out there. And like, I just, that's, and I stand it now. Some coaches would really disagree with me, which is fine. It's just like, I'm a father, you know, and I'm married and like, I just don't want to see a lot of that stuff. So that would be my number one. Number two, don't ever hide an injury. Like just be honest. Hey man, I had a wrist thing, you know, but it's like, don't that's a huge red flag when you hadn't played for six months. And then I find out later you were injured, but you didn't tell me. So that would be it. But I think another thing is I'd rather you go play a tournament and lose than to just be fed balls. Like, I don't know what a private lesson costs in New Zealand, but it's like, if for you just to pay some guy to feed you balls, like that's not tennis, man. Like I, I need you to be playing tournaments and I'd rather you go lose to somebody you shouldn't have lost to than that. So I would say those are, are some of my red flags. There's two people I never listen to when I recruit the recruits, parents and their coach. Cause they just, they just, I mean, they don't know the level. 
and the parents, God bless them. I am one. Like, you know, I just, I just, I just don't listen to them because yeah. you know they don't really know their stuff. So I, I like to really ask other people around. So for yeah. sure, and I guess like there's going to be there's a lot of athletes that are on our social media that follow us that actually work with other recruitment companies, and the way that we're different is that I'm just providing content. I just want to educate right. them about this, and like, I don't mind if that that they're watching us. I'm glad that they are learning something, and yeah. I guess if you are working with a recruiter, make sure that they are going to be very transparent with the coach because if they oversell you to a coach and you get there, it's a one-year contract. And yeah, coach, it's very rare for four-year contracts to happen. Some do, but um, yeah. it's very rare for that to happen. And you could be finding yourself back at square one trying to find another college program. And, and I had that happen, actually, at one of my first years as a head coach. Well, first of all, I made the dumbest statement ever, and I said I've never brought in a bad recruit. And then that very next year, I brought in two out of two were, were not good. That one was amazing young lady. So I, I want to make sure I say that. But yeah, I was oversold on her. I mean, yeah, like the first day I ever hit with her, I went, oh, my goodness. And I called up the recruiting guy and he tried to, like, give me some, you know, story. And I was like, I mean, I have probably I won't name it you know, here on, on our Zoom. Yeah, I have yeah. probably told 70 coaches that story. Like that's 70 people that will never, never work with that company again. So it's like, I'd rather you just be honest and be like, yeah. Hey, listen, you know, I think she'd come in and do this and that. The thing is like, and I'm not trying to be mean, but like the companies, you guys don't know my team. Yeah. It's like, well, I looked at their UTRs. It's like, you don't know like this or that or another thing. Like I had a girl come in. I thought she'd barely make my lineup. She played one. Then I had another girl come in. I thought play one barely makes my lineup. Like, I don't even know like how they're going to do when they do their get there, let alone a, a company. Yeah. So, not, hey, listen, we all make mistakes and stuff, but like to be oversold and to be even lied to, that's uh, that will spread and ruin a business quick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I like how honest we are with each other. I remember I sent you a video and I was like, what do you think? And you're like, nah. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Well, well there's good. a home for everyone exactly. when it comes to a player. Like, yeah. and it's like, well, Susie Q, you know, she's this good. I'm like, listen, there's a nice, this school, or I think this school would be, I got a buddy at that school. It's like, I mean, there's 320 division one women's programs. I don't know how many division two and, and NAI. I just don't have that information from me, but it's like, there's a home for everyone. And like, you just, man, I don't care. I recruited a girl who transferred to me at another school and she was at a school. She played number seven. So she didn't quite make the lineup and she never really played. And they were 20 in the country. And she was like, she left. And she got a ring, you know, because they won the conference. And she's like, I don't even want it. I said, come on, you got to take the ring. Like, come on, you were a part of that. She's like, I wasn't a part of that at all. I couldn't imagine being on a team 20 in the country and just want nothing to do with it. And I've never found anyone in 10 years that plays seven and eight that's happy. Never. It's kind of Go like somewhere and play three. Go somewhere and play three. You can play three. Coach is never going to pull you out, man. Oh, totally. Yeah. I guess it's like the whole debate about there's a basketballer in America at the moment, Jared Dudley the Lakers okay. and yeah. uh, was part of the, the Lakers winning championship team last year, but he like hardly okay. played. And we're like, why does he deserve a ring? For him, yeah. it must, must be a little bit weird hearing that. And I, I get where, yeah. I get where the athletes coming from. And, you know, we've had an, we've had a soccer athlete that we had to transfer out because he wasn't getting any minutes um, at his yeah. college. It was a top 25 ranked division one soccer program. He was trying his hardest. The coach had just stacked the roster with a crazy amount of athletes and yeah. it was just so hard to get a starting spot. And now he's going to go to Winthrop in South Carolina and he's going to have a starting sure. position there. So Beautiful I mean, school. Yeah. 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 Well, a the thing is, is like tennis, it's like 
you, you train all week, you hit, you feed, maybe you run, you have strength conditioning, you play a tournament. It's like, could you imagine doing all that? Waking up at 6 a.m., wait seven to eight, two days a week, hitting two hours a day, traveling with the team, not playing, doing it again, doing it again, doing it again. And you tell me, well, you know, that school's bigger. It's like, yeah, you're playing eight. Like you're not playing like, and like, you really like evaluate that. And what do you really want out of it? And I think that's where it's like, you're, you and your company's like able to really educate those kids and knowing yeah. what's going to make you happy, you know? So, and look, the, the yeah. bottom line is that, you know, athletes don't, like no one can look into a crystal ball and predict what's going to happen. In right. The yeah. Years. I mean, a coach might just get a better recruit in year two and yeah. decide to play them over you. You never know. And in this particular soccer players instance, you know, it was quite unlucky. And what we do is that, you know, I like to look after athletes who are in the, in the U S for that situation, but it also tells guys like yourself that I'm not going to give you a guy at the doorstep or a girl and be like, all yours. Um, yeah right yeah, you know, best yeah. well you know i don't know soccer and i know you can sub people in unlike tennis where you can't sub yeah. people in but I, I just want to reiterate that story in 10 years i've never had anyone come to me and go this college tennis is pretty easy never so it's like however hard you're working or smart you're working like do it do it more every time i sign a kid and they're still in high school and i'm like hey how you doing they're like good at the end of every text or every email i'm like keep training hard you're going to be here soon i'm like screaming it from the rooftop i'm like because you're going to get here and you're going to think i'll hit a forehand if it comes back i'll hit another forehand it's like not at this level man and i just i that's my warning so yeah. so the girls you're in, you're in the break right now you've got a bit of holiday yeah. time after fourth of july uh, what are your girls doing now are they playing a few tournaments a few international events you know, I don't know about New Zealand, but America's opening it up every day after COVID. So, which is, and I'm, we're in the South, so it's even more open than maybe the North. And like, so there's tournaments, they're booked, they're packed. Like, a lot of players are in it. Everyone's pumped to be out there. Like, even the line calls are good. Like, I, on the women's <laughs> side, they, I mean, yeah. And uh, I don't want to speak with the men, you know, but I have a funny story. Well, I'll tell that story another day. But like, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we're, they're playing tournaments, they're training. You know, everyone's different. Yeah. You know, I had one girl go to Europe, American girl and, and hung out with a friend, which is good. Like vacations are great. Family time is great. And then you can tell they're getting more serious. I mean, I think we're going to be starting, you know, in about, you know, 40 days or in about 40 days, we'll back to school, start yeah. training and stuff. But college tennis is a really long season. So again, about being balanced, like make sure you're getting the rest of vacations. I got a girl who likes to fish, you know, she goes fishing. So it's like, do those things you want to do. And then, you know, let's, let's be ready to go. When we get back. Uh, but I gave them a list of things to work on and, and we'll see if it, you know, how well it works when they get back. So. Perfect. Yeah. Chad, it is always a pleasure talking with you. I miss you so yeah. much, man. I want to get, dude. You I here. know. Yeah. Any, once we start opening up a yeah. little bit more, I, I'd love to be able to get there again. And really, if anybody listen, if I can help in any way, I'm an easy guy to find on social media and I'd like to be able to help. And you think, well, I'm a guy, He's a women's coach. It's like, yeah, man, I, I, I'd be more glad to help. Or obviously, brother, I can help you at any time. Let me know. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much. And for those that are watching, check out Chattanooga Tennis Women's Instagram, Facebook. Check out their website. Go on YouTube. Uh, even go on Google Maps. Have a look at what's around it. It's a beautiful place to be. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you've got any questions, as Chad said, you can reach out to him or contact me. And I'm happy to help yeah. you guys if you've got any questions about some of the topics we talked about clear that up for you but thank you so much for joining us coach appreciate your time yeah thanks thanks for having me